Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond Breakthrough presented by the Las Vegas Global Business Network. I'm your host, Like a Fairy, and today we are celebrating Vivian Heidig for coming on and talking about storytelling, authenticity, and the power of your voice. Vivian has spent her childhood unable to speak up and use her voice. She not only struggled in school, but was also unable to make friends and become and became socially isolated. She hit rock bottom by age 13, and that journey led her to discover her voice and own her stories. Learning how to be seen and heard is the core of what she does in public speaking and presenting. And today she empowers women to attract their soul clients by owning their stories, finding their authentic voice and brand, all while becoming more confident and visible. She combines mindset, neuroscience techniques, and energy healing with the latest presentation and storytelling strategies. So thank you so much for bringing such an, a great and brilliant life and experiences onto the show today, Vivian. Thank you for having me, Mike. <laughs> so good to be here. And so it's funny to hear your own bio back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> What it sounds like. It's like, yeah, that is me. I remember that. <laughs> so, so speaking of your bio, we would love to learn more about who you are and what you do in your business. Yes, for sure. Yeah, like like you mentioned for me, you know, um, I think the first spark to getting to where I am today comes actually from my childhood and my teenage years of being just terrible at speaking, at making friends, at socializing, at building connection, everything you need in a business, right? Like it's a big part of running a business essentially. And I had none of that from a really early age on. And part of that is like intergenerational trauma and, you know, the way I was raised. And part of it is, you know, us as women, particularly being told to be more quiet, obedient, smile, be nice, follow the rules so I don't make too much noise. There's a lot there's a lot of that for women going around and we're all socialized into that in a way or most of us anyways mm -hmm. and um yeah and it was really early on that I hit rock bottom because I struggled with mental health I suffered from depression I um, was very much by myself my parents were both working I was an only child I had no friends at school so a typical day for me would be like go to school try to not get anyone to pay attention to you, right? Be as quiet as possible. Don't raise your hand. Comes break, go to the bathroom cubicle, lock myself in and, and cry and just splash water in my face afterwards, get back into class, get through another session, just make it through it until the end of the day to get back home to no one, to lunch in the microwave and do my homework, have my lunch, do everything by myself and kind of repeat the next day. And that was day in, day out. And it wasn't until I really um, got some professional help that I was able to break that cycle and realize, you know what, I'm, I'm not actually speaking up. I let people walk all over me. I am not using my voice. I'm not nowhere to be seen. And it's easy for people to bully me, to target me, because I was being bullied at that point in time as well. Um, so my my first initial thing was like, okay, I'm going to do the opposite of everything that I've ever done before. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to do all these things. But of course, it's not that easy. 
so it was like this really slow kind of shift of stepping out of my comfort zone and going like okay okay I can do this I'm gonna do a little list and I'm gonna take you know 10 times a day that I need to raise my hand and if I achieve the 10 times a day then I get a piece of chocolate at home <laughs> so I was incentivizing myself to step out of my comfort zone and taking those steps and that eventually led into you know being okay and going like okay I can speak in front of the class I can speak up I can um, say hello to the new girl that started class and introduce myself and go like hi I'm Vivian was absolutely nerve-wracking for me at that point in time sounds ridiculous but it was and by the time I graduated high school I um it was the question was like oh who's gonna host the graduation ceremonies and all of that and I was like sure mm, I can do it <laughs> and I remember on the day on the day it was we were 130 students plus parents teachers um grandparents some siblings some aunties and uncles and we were 400 500 people the auditorium was jam-packed and I remember standing on stage and looking at them I'm like I did not notice we had a second floor in this auditorium. In all these years I went to school, I'm like, oh, there are people up there too. I'm like, awesome. And I had like my palm cards and my sweaty hands. And I was like, okay, you can do it. And just get up there. I'm like, you're just going to make sure you're going to stand straight and talk as loud as you can. And somehow I made it till two, three hours on the stage. And afterwards, like someone's auntie tapped me on the shoulder and goes like, oh, Vivian, I didn't realize you were one of the students. I thought they paid you for this one. You did such a great job. I only realized at the end. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that really inspired me to go to you. I was like, I got such a like rush from that. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, from going to being absolutely no one in school and nothing to everyone looking at me was that big mindset shift for me and I was just like oh my goodness I need to do more of this and it really kind of pulled me slowly into Korean public speaking presenting group facilitations and conference presentations and then yeah I started my own business eventually based on that and got into storytelling um, a lot deeper after after I had my own sort of personal struggles and experiences um, whereby I I lost a pregnancy, a baby halfway through pregnancy and didn't know what to do with my business and how to show up anymore and how to be confident and powerful when I felt broken inside in every single way. And I then decided for myself that I needed to share the story to move forward, to kind of integrate it into my business, into my life. And that was really, I think, the biggest point of realizing the power of your story as well. Like I got amazing responses from it and most most of the people in my networks know about it. Uh, the, my, one of the posts that I put out is still rotating one and a half years later and somehow people will like DM me and it's like, oh, I came across your post and they will either share their own stories of how they had miscarriage or stillbirth or something happened in their life or, you know, they, they really it becomes really personal and people sh are opening up and sharing that stuff with you. And then you start to build a real connection. And from there you really can go like, okay, how can I help you and support you? And that might not always be my help, but sometimes, you know, I can point them to someone else or it might be working with me or we might just be really good friends or we start networking and collaborating. You know, there's so many things that open up 
want to really open yourself up to that. Mm -hmm. That was yeah the direction I took. That is so powerful, especially because I myself can resonate with so much of what you just shared with us. Being raised in a culture where you're told to be quiet and to kind of like stay on the sidelines and you can be bright and really get your spotlight on you from other means like your GPA or or other things that are supposed to signal like status in society. But it had nothing to do with your personality it has nothing to do really with your voice and being able to speak your truth and and follow your purpose and you have shared such a miraculous journey a very deep journey of resilience and transformation really uh what would you say was the breakthrough moment that you realized hey all of these experiences in the past have built me into a into an effective facilitator for other female entrepreneurs to share their voice? Like what sparked that confidence um, in being able to help in only the magic way that you can? I think uh, a big part of it was not really having the confidence necessarily beforehand, but just doing it anyways <laughs> and going like, yeah, I'm just going to try this out. And I know this will somehow work I might have to change things around but trusting the process and trusting the learning that happens mm -hmm. for me really starting my own business came a little bit by chance it, it was COVID in a way that nudged me into it and I've been at a point I've been at a point where I was unhappy in the jobs that I was having I didn't see that I was making enough progress, learning enough. I'm someone who's quite driven, who wants to learn, who, who wants to grow. And I always found that those possibilities weren't given to me in most organizations. I'm a mom of two children, which meant, you know, like I don't have the same times necessarily, particularly when the kids were young, I was working part-time. So it limits the jobs that I can apply for. It then limits of what um, people think I can achieve while at the same time a part-time job is always oh we give you still full-time work but now you have to fit it into three or four days a week it's like great mm -hmm. but no um, so really that the the way that we treat women in the the working world outside and the value that we put on them and on moms particularly is just wasn't working for me and I, I don't think it's working for most women it's not working for us in general and I was getting increasingly frustrated with it after I had, um, I wasn't even given maternity leave I, every single time because I was on contract work for non-for-profits. Uh, every single time I was pregnant, they just, you know, my contract finished up and I was out. And then I could figure out how to bridge a year and had to start again from scratch looking somewhere. So I wasn't really at that point. I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm spinning in circles. I'm getting smaller positions in different things and I'm not growing enough. And this is not fulfilling me. I'm really pissed off. Like to say it blandly, I was really pissed off. I was angry. And I remember one work colleague of mine who didn't have kids, she got promoted over me into a job. And despite despite her being really toxic, despite I knew about her mental health issues, which is not an issue, but um, 
there were personality disorders and stuff, which obviously impact the team and the way she was meant to lead people. Mm-hmm. So how, like, like why? And in that frustration, COVID hit. And I was already sort of halfway on the way of like, I really want to do something by myself. I really, I'm not sure what it's going to look like yet, but I feel like I'm done here. This is not serving me. It's not working for me. COVID hit. And of course, I was coming to the end of another contract. And because of COVID, I didn't get a renewal of that contract. So my initial thing was still applying for jobs, but I literally remember applying for jobs. And while I was writing them, I was breaking out in tears. I was so emotional about it. I was like, I'm so done with it. So I think the next day, my husband was like, oh, so how is the, how is the job hunting going? And I was like, yeah, I put that on my not-to-do list. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I put that on my not-to-do list. He's like, you're scaring me. I'm like, no, I'm just going to start my business and we're just going to make it work. It's not now. It's not going to happen. If I start a new job, it's not going to happen on the sides. I'm not going to have the energy. This is mm-hmm. it. So I really just took this drastic move of like, I'm done. I'm out of this system and I want to create my own system where... Um, where you know we we can have the work and life balance that we want where we can sorry fuzzy (laughs) we can work from passion where we I can integrate that with my family life and my family family yeah kids and with myself and actually make it about me what feels right for me and Mm -hmm. what passionate about and what I'm good at and I went into helping with voice and presenting particularly first because at that point in time I was already doing a lot of that in my previous job and I just finished a or just finished a few months earlier um, went to a big showcase of the organization we had over 500 people it's a big organization from all over the place um, here in Australia so it's not just from our city but they were coming from everywhere from the entire state coming together for the showcase 500 people and I signed up as I do because I enjoy it as representing our team and talking about our team and I just did kind of my thing and afterwards the CEO came up to me and she was like Vivian like who like did you do that all by yourself who's done your presentation I'm like me and who's done your speech I'm like me (laughs) and and like that was all just you I'm like yeah it's like, was really good. It's like we have to have a chat. And a week later, I got invited to the to the head office, um, to the management team, and then was asked to help them with the presentations and setting process into place and teaching them. So I was already in that place of like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. I'm enjoying this, <laughs> you know. And I know. I'll have to pause you yeah. there, Vivian, because now I'm very curious. That is. First of all, that's outstanding, everything that you've shared so far. It sounds like imperfect action towards the direction that you desired led you to kind of these natural milestones that marked your progress into where you are today. But what I'm curious about is what was it about your presentation specifically that they weren't already doing in their presentations that you filled in the gap and brought your brilliance yeah I was very um I had like I said you know (laughs) I I was very aware because of my experience and my 
early years and then in my career always presenting in group work I was very aware of well how can I connect with people how can I engage people how can I keep them interested in what I'm saying so a lot of it came from you know learning myself researching implementing trying it out trial and error and I remember in the early years of my work it, it was that case of sometimes like you have the person in the last row it's like on their phone and another guy there is like starting to like drift off and <laughs> go to sleep and I'm like damn it what am I doing wrong so and I realized eventually that the way you talk the way you use your voice the way you use your visuals there was a certain way to use them that stories was a part of it engaging in stories um, was already a part of it I wouldn't go as deep as I'm going now but um, like I used to run parenting programs and I would share with parents about my struggles, for example, with depression, if I was talking to parents of teenagers, because I don't have teenagers myself. So I talked about my own teen experiences and how my parents parenting me impacted me later to draw that connection. And that was always such a powerful connector where people are like, oh, now I'm getting it. Right? They don't just get the theory. They need to, you need to put stuff into context. You need to embed it into them. And, and story was a big part of that. So it was, at that particular day, it was a mixture of the different things. They loved my slide deck. We needed to use slides. And I um, was in my team very particular about, like, I'm doing my own slides. No one is touching them. And, um, and you know, like the death by PowerPoint thing, like, yeah. it's so common in organizations. So it's all about minimal, less words, you know, stick to the rule of three, being very visual, keep it clean and clear. And then it was about me, like I don't read off, like I go on stage, I will have practiced my stuff beforehand. There's no reading off. I might have my notes just in case I freak out on on the on the little lantern there, but I don't actually look at them. I can utilize the stage. I can walk around. It's about the presence that you bring in yourself and how you talk to people. I can will ask questions to people. It's not going to be just me talking, but I want to engage the audience and draw them in and go like, okay, raise your hand if this one, who knows that? Get them, get them to laugh. Like it's what you say, what you share, embed a story in it. It's really going to make a difference. And it's it's quite funny because I remember, I think before I was finishing up, it must have been five, six months later. <laughs> so someone that I hardly knew was like, oh, yeah, you're holding the presentation. They're like, oh, I will never forget how you compared our organization to a vacuum cleaner. I'm like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> you know? So, But people remember that. They remember that, right? So, mm -hmm. and, and it was in context, obviously. But you get people like to embed stuff, to get visuals, and they will remember those kind of things. You've shared a lot of golden nuggets and <laughs> techniques in that small, short period of time. So with that said, what are, let's say you're working with an entrepreneur who is a little bit skittish and they're still dealing with stage fright and they're just anxious about how they show up in their brand and in their business. What are the top three tips you would give them to help them in building up their storytelling powers, um, delivering in an authentic way and, and realizing just how empowering it is for your brand and your business for you to be able to speak your truth? Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one when you're starting off and I get the nerves and all of that. And, and to be honest, even when I started my business, like every step 
there's still a hurdle for me. I, when I started my business and everything went online and things like that, was was freaky. It's like, and suddenly you're meant to do like Facebook Lives. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I'm looking at myself <laughs> and there's no audience there. So even that, like that freaked me out, even though I could speak in front of hundreds of people on the stage and um, I'm good to go. That was another level for me. So, and, and yours might be, and now yours might be talking in front of people or online or whatever it is, or even just putting a picture of yourself up and writing a post um, can be freaky, right? So depending on where you are, you need to know where your comfort zone is and what for you is sort of that next little bit out, that next step out. And there's really no way to build confidence or to have confidence unless you're just going to go. It's all about imperfection about going out and just taking a tiny step forward and that can be really really small like I said you're uncomfortable with the way you look I know particularly for women I've come across you know enough of them who are like oh but I don't like I've put on too many kilos I can only show up online if I lost you know five kilos um sorry I'm working with kilos here <laughs> yeah <laughs> the audience is American but I really can't I can't change that <laughs> um and and or, or you know the, the way their face looks like oh they've gotten older and oh my goodness I've got wrinkles I've got this you know like there's a million excuses so if if that is holding you back if you're already stuck in the way just you look and you're so afraid of, of showing yourself up and if your profile picture is flowers or your cat or <laughs> you years ago right yeah. then that's where we need to start we need to start just showing your face, getting comfortable with yourself, starting to love yourself right? for all that you are, for you know all the parts. Our bodies are the way they are and they're beautiful and unique in every single way and getting comfortable with that and starting to just put a picture out, starting to change your profile picture to one where we can see your face. Mm -hmm. right? So that little step. If, if you are wanting to do videos or presentations, then stepping into your story it's it's a it's a journey it's a journey you need to get clear on your why you're doing it and have a really strong why you need to start really become aware of your negative thoughts around it of what's preventing you from it and what's underlying fears often we have thoughts of like oh but if i share my story it's just going to be like a whiny story people don't want to hear it who's interested in it and what if I get judged? What if I, you know, get rejected by people? What if someone trolls me? So we get into our head and have all these negative thoughts. So I need you to become aware of these, to be able to release them and to work through them and go like, well, are they true? Question yourself. Like, are they true? How likely is this to happen? Mm -hmm. How can I maybe change it and turn it around? Is there more positive thoughts that would support me and my why? that I'm doing so we need to change that mind shift around it and then again starting to take action imperfect action slow steps a Facebook life can be extremely intimidating and I get it and maybe that's something you want to do down the line and you start with just recording yourself just record yourself or maybe you just start talking in front of the mirror and just watching yourself because that's 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 kind of similar and then get it on the phone or on the computer Record yourself, watch yourself, watch yourself back. And when you're comfortable, put it up online. Get yourself support. Get a support group. Get people that <coughs> can support you and who cheer you on. 
and you can start if you're doing Facebook. I do I do a lot of, out of Facebook, so that's why I'm giving Facebook as an example. But if you're doing Facebook, you can open a tiny group with like five cheerleaders that you've got essentially and just go like, okay, I'm just going to go live for like two minutes each day for the next 30 days or 21 days, right? Building that habit. And I would just like you to give me some positive feedback. Just if you guys can watch it, they're only short. Just give me some positive feedback, right? That's that builds your confidence up. That builds that muscle, that skill. You practice it. You get better with time. You're making it a habit. And you're getting positive feedback, which is making you feel good. Right? So we really need to get that, that going, essentially. And then again, then comes the next step. So what I'm hearing is to embrace imperfect action because that's what's really going to make progress and momentum in your business to take small steps out of your comfort zone, not just big leaps as awesome as they are, but the small steps that lead you somewhere new and closer to your desired destination and to show up as yourself. And it doesn't matter how you look or how you feel like you sound like it. It matters most to simply show up for yourself first. Is that good encapsulation? (laughs) (laughs) That's encapsulating it, I think, quite well. And if I can quickly just share a story from one of my clients who, because when you said that, she just came to mind. I remember when I was started working with her, she was so desperate and she was like, nothing is working. I've got these groups. I'm paying Facebook ads, but I can't convert anything. They're telling me to do this and this. Like she was doing all the strategies, but nothing is sticking. And I remember just having a conversation with her and I was like, oh, can I look at your groups? And she's like, yeah, here, invited me. And I went through her stuff and she was doing Facebook lives regularly, I think multiple times a week. So she was really following everything and showing up. But then I looked at her lives and the first thing I came to mind, I'm like, oh, she looks so sad on them. <laughs> She's like the energy she was putting out was just so like withdrawn and you know, negative in a way. And I was like, of, of course you're not converting because you're putting that energy out there. Like how, how are people meant to believe in you if it comes across like you're not believing in yourself and in what you're doing? And when I brought it to her attention, she's like, oh, my goodness. She's like, I hate Facebook Live. She's like, I know I have to do them, so I'm following them. But I'm really, like, like the first couple of times I did them, I cried afterwards. It's so hard. And, you know, suddenly all these floodgates open. And she was like all her perceptions about herself, about Facebook Lives, and all of that came down. So it's not just right about that, just do it. But you need to get your mind to want to do it and to believe it. And once we were able to work through her blocks and really get her to realize what she has to offer, how valuable it is. And I remember her even just asking a question that was in the middle of lockdown, where she was like, like, do I have to wear makeup on like a live? And I was like, well, do you enjoy wearing makeup? She's like, yeah, I like to dress up when something is on and put on makeup. I'm like, well, then put on makeup. There's no hard rule. There's not like you have to put on makeup or not. If you hate makeup and it's not a part of who you are, don't put on makeup, right? If it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, itchy and inauthentic, don't put it on. If Mm -hmm. you enjoy it and it's going to lift you up and you're going to feel more confident putting it on, by all means, please put it on so you can show up um, more confident and more authentic as you. Right. So it was like even those things. And I remember we were three or four weeks in and she did a live and it just came on my newsfeed. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I messaged her. I'm like, 
Jody, have you seen your latest video? I'm like, you look amazing. Like the energy you put out there has shifted so much. Right? So it's a lot about that energy that we should put out there and, and our mindset around it that can make such a big difference. I love that you anchor every piece of feedback in what feels good for the speaker, for what feels good for the business owner, for the individual. And I really love that custom tailored approach that you have. And this sounds like a fantastic experience working with you. How can our audience reach out to you and, and work with you in that way, Vivian? Yeah, best way. I'm, you know, I'm all about Facebook. I'm a Facebook girl for now, focusing on one platform. So find me on Facebook under my name. It's very easy because there's only one person like this with a name in the entire world. So you won't get confused. Um, and just DMing me, like I said, I'm very approachable. I'm all about connection and getting to know each other and seeing how we can help each other out. So you can DM me, me you can um, befriend me, or I've got a beautiful Facebook community, a free one, which is called Storytelling for Wholehearted Female Entrepreneurs, where I yeah provide more value, go in more depths. I do weekly lives there. I do short training sessions. I'm going to um, jump on after this one. I'm going to do a little training session today around storytelling mindset. Um, but yeah, like you have been on that as an interviewee guest as well. So I get others interview other experts and coaches as well. And we get a lot of different viewpoints. I want challenges, storytelling challenges out of there. And we've got a beautiful community where, you know, you can use hashtags and promote your own business and connect with other minded women. So jump on there if you want to get a bit more into it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vivian, for your time, for bringing us your story and your expertise. We celebrate you and we hope to see you soon. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Laika, for having me. It was so good to chat. All right. Bye.